Oh You Thought Podcast, the place where you get a heavy dose of positivity, sarcasm, knowledge, and ratchetness. So somehow, some way, I have to find a way to integrate my favorite rapper back onto the podcast. So here we go. Mo Money. Yeah. Mo money, blow money, show money, party money, side hole money, dope money, new clothes money from shit that I wrote money, so much money I don't know who stole from me, hard to keep track I'm used to having no money, still broke compared to niggas with old money, I mean the type of niggas that laugh at hove money, billionaires with petroleum and coal money, probably kill themselves if they had coal money, talk shit and I'ma see you like you old money, I'm wrapping up the album fourth quarter I'm so money, I'm overseas looking for trees to grow money peter pop off robbing people for hope money prostitutes collecting that and let me stroke money put up a couple dollars for the liquor store money used to dread the strip club because i couldn't throw money now the strippers give a nigga the throat for no money how mama gonna teach you how to save your money when she barely on the boat got stay afloat money blacks always broke because we don't know money Spend it for we get it and could never hold money. No wallets, nah, nigga, we rather fold money. Money control, niggas, white man control money. Laughing like, yeah, yeah, my nigga, get your money. I did it, I did it, I did it. I selected for this week comes from no other than my favorite, my current favorite rapper, J. Cole. And so the name of the song is called Mo Money, and it's from his Born Center album. Really good album. Um, I feel like this is like, of course, the first album we hear him not doing the typical like can't get enough type of songs or the workout song. And, um, so yeah, so it's a really good song. Like I said, there again, the name of the song is Mo Money. It's actually an interlude that goes into another dope song off of the Born Center album. So if you don't know the song, get your life and get it together. Oh, you thought that your constant hate, complaining, that it was going to stop New Orleans from completing the removal of the Confederate statues. And I keep having to bring this up on my different podcast episodes because people are still in their feelings about this shit. And I just don't understand why. Like, why aren't you for positive change? Uh, There again, like I said, do your homework, know your history. And there's nothing to take pride in as far as this confederate flag and the confederate statute statues let people move on and so the mayor of new orleans basically said there's a difference between remembrance of history and reverence 
of it. If we take these statues down and don't change to become more open and an inclusive society, this would have all been in vain. And I totally agree. Like, it's one thing to take down the statues, but, you know, like, the city and the state has to take a stand to just change the mindset of so many people that occupy that city and the state. Like, it's so many just hateful people just for no reason. So I definitely, I will keep applauding the effort of taking down the Confederate statues and I applaud the effort for trying to have a more inclusive society and a place for people to live and have fun. Oh, you thought this one's a big one for me, a very, very big one that I came across last night while I was perusing on Twitter. And it was a post where this young lady uh, had a picture of her and her white friends. So I have to set it up. And so, like, when are white people going to try to stop, or when are white people going to stop trying to say the word nigga? Like, why is it so imperative that you say the word nigga? And so, this young lady posted a picture of her and all her white friends, and the caption of the picture stated, with my niggas. And so, of course, the internet tore her to pieces, and my first thought first thought is this when I saw this post on Twitter. Must y'all have everything? Like just everything? And so after people were coming for her coming for her, her rebuttal was why does a specific ethnic group claim ownership of a word and refuse to let anyone outside their race have privilege? Stay with it, privilege to it. Sounds racist, okay? Hmm. So, honey child, your white privilege is denied because of, number one, police brutality is still present in 2017. Your access is denied because y'all still trying to appropriate our culture and call it your culture or use our culture when it's cool. So your access is denied for that. Your access is denied because everybody wants to be a nigga until it's time to really be a nigga. And that's one of my favorite like sayings. And this is something you can definitely just take home for the rest of your life if you are a black person in the world. Your access is denied because we deal with unfair jail sentences for petty shit. We deal with racial profiling every single day. We deal with unequal pay. We deal with having a black president and him being called all kinds of racist names in the book, including his family. We deal with, as stated already before, police brutality. We deal with police not going to jail for killing our people and our kids. So boo-boo, when you deal with all of that, all of that, all of that is a requirement because we pack that shit around every single day. So when you deal with that, boo-boo, then we can talk about us politely handing you the application 
So you can use the word nigga and then we'll let your entitled ass come to the barbecue. How about that? Catch me outside. Like it just it just really just racks my nerves because I really don't understand why certain people just feel entitled. And there again, if you have a brain, you know that everyone in that group of white people aren't like that. But it's some they're just so entitled and to something as petty as using a simple word that you just you should not want to use. Let our culture have something. And there again, I've already spoke against using the word nigga anyway, but if anyone has the right to use it, it's my people and that's that. So I just I don't I don't see why you thought that was cool to post that as your caption on your picture. And the same thing for the ladies that had their graduation picture. And put nigga we made it Like I haven't even seen my own people do something like that When they graduated for graduation pictures Like get your life together So with that rant I want to officially welcome you to Episode 11 of Oh You Thought I'm still here and kicking I haven't missed an episode since I officially went live So that's a big thing I hope you're enjoying the ride with me And I really thought about today because I was like, I really don't feel like recording this week because my vessels feels kind of empty right now. I'm not going to lie. And so I was like, you know, I really want to do the podcast when I'm feeling it. I don't want to be phony and fake. I want the listeners to enjoy the content that I'm providing to the masses. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to record this week. And then... I don't remember who I talked to. I talked to one of my friends and I was just like, you know what? This is my happy stuff. This is what I like. And for an introvert like me, a shy person, like it feels good to be able to have a platform to where I feel comfortable to give you all these thoughts that I have in my brain that I only share with like a handful of people. And now... X amount of people get to hear my thoughts every single week. So that empowered me to go ahead and get out of my feelings about some things and just push through and do the podcast this week because I'm always talking about pushing through. I'm always talking about positivity. So I have to walk in the same stuff that I give out to the masses and to my loved ones. And so with that, Also in this episode, this will be the last episode that I really focus on mental health. And just a reminder that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so this will be the last episode in the month of May. The the time is just going by, like it's going by too fast, right? And so, yeah, so I'm going to highlight as much stuff to talk talk about mental health because it's so important and I've just been on this platform openly for probably it's going to be close to a year because I I don't remember the the first time I told my mom about dealing with depression or whatever but um, it's been a while it's been some months and so I'm being very vocal about it because there again as a black woman as an African-American period we need to have more conversation and dialogue about mental health issues and so with that um, this week um, you know four-day work week since I took off uh, just to take care of some business and just be away from the job. And, you know, the week has been pretty smooth. Nothing to complain about. It's been a good week. Tomorrow's Friday. And I'm happy about that. 
don't really know what I'm going to do, but I always want to find some trouble to get into. And I feel like I want to get into some trouble this weekend. And so I'm trying to find something to do, having car issues. I'll talk about that later to connect the dots to a topic that I'm going to bring up later on the show. I'm dealing with that issue. So it's like more money is going to have to go out the window, but I'm praying in advance that it's not going to be as much money that I'm expecting or thinking. And so hopefully I get over that hump so I can get my car back together. Um, It's been a good week still for music. I've been discovering new music. So we're going to talk about new music in the episode that I want y'all to hear. And so just jump right on in. A positive mind equals a positive life. When you let go of all the negativity, that is the ultimate glow up. It's time for the positivity moment of the show. So in the positivity moment of the show, I have a few topics that I want to bring up to you lovely people. And so the first thing that I'm going to bring up, of course, is the positivity quote. And this comes from Q World Star RIP. And it simply says people forget the importance of mental health and inner peace. If you're taking care of on the inside, everything else will align itself. And there again, I saw this and I was like, yeah, that's the word. Like, that's good positive energy to hold on to right and I'm so for this like there again going back to having your your vessels full so you can be happy and can help people and your mental health is 100% part of your happiness you can go around every single day pretending to be happy but if you aren't dealing with what's really going on with you you'll never get over the hump and so there again with mental May being Mental Health Awareness Month, why not tap into making sure you're mentally well? And the episodes that I've talked about mental health, I've been preaching on, are you okay? Have you done a mental check every single day? Have you checked on the people that are important to you? If you feel like you need help with dealing with depression, are you getting help? I mean, there's there's so many avenues that you can use to get free help or if you have insurance to, to see someone or go to your church, talk to someone that you trust. Just Sometimes it just, it makes you feel better just to get all these little thoughts out of your head, all the sad thoughts out of your head and just displace them out into the masses, onto someone else, have a healthy dialogue and find your inner peace. And so there again, if you take care of everything, mentally everything will line up and you'll even be able to think better you'll be able to get things done because if you're not happy everything else will slowly start to shut down and you're just here just existing so you want to be more than just present you want to be fully here and aware and you want to have that inner peace like inner peace is such a beautiful thing and so Mental health in regard to relationships. I wanted to give out this tit, tidbit, um, psychology fact. Breakups are hard to deal with because the body and the mind goes through a withdrawal. And it's like a drug addic- addiction. And we become addicted to love. And if you had a camera in here, I'm raising my hand. 
that. Yeah, I've totally been through that, like, through my serious relationships. Like, it just feels like a detox, basically, like, trying to to get over somebody when especially like when you really love them and let's say like you're still on social media with them so we have to connect the dots with that because that's the time we live in in 2017 like sometimes you just don't want to let go and delete the person which I think is totally healthy when you're done with someone if you don't see yourself being friends with that person to go ahead and just delete them from from your social media so you can just start the healing process of being well And there again, you don't want to jump into another relationship after ending a relationship. Like you got to pick up your pieces. You got to put yourself back together. You got to fix your heart. And it takes more than one day. It takes more than a week. And it just depends on the relationship. And it's crazy how you just feel like you need to be with someone. And I can definitely say that about a particular ex of mine and there again, like, let's just keep it real with each other. Sometimes, like, the connection of of sex and more so for females, like, when that person is, like, your first person that you have sex with in the world, there's, like, a connection that you feel like you can just never let go of. And so I've been through that where it just feels like, oh, my gosh, what is he doing? I need to be with him. I don't think I can make it. You crying to your friends and whatnot. They think you crazy. And it's just like, it's hard, but being the age that I am now, I know how to deal with things like that better. Like there again, I always have a rule. Like you get one day to like cry it out. And then after that day, you have to start picking up the pieces. What are you going to, what are you actively going to do to get past that relationship? And for me, like, I just, I just feel like, You don't need to like just jump into a relationship or jump into dating, jump into someone else's bed. You need to just dry out basically. Like that's the best way to say it like with everything. Like, I don't know. I I always give myself at this point, I give myself six months to a year and then circle circling back to another thought that I put out there on one of my episodes, like you need to be okay with being with your, being by yourself. You need to learn yourself. Cause I, I always feel like with each relationship or each person that you date, you learn something new about yourself as far as like dealing with things or just dealing with people. And so I think it's good to make sure that you're well and you pick up all these pieces before you go dragging your, your mess on to somebody else. So one more little mental jewel that I want to drop in the positivity moment. Um, They're saying there's been studies. I'm pretty sure this is an easy discussion to, to have and to know the answer to is does poverty have a link to mental illness and NPR.org. Um, they provide an article on this study. And of course, like you already know, it definitely can. Like people who live in poverty appear to be at higher risk for mental illnesses. And I wonder why. Like, think about it. You have no money or you're poor. So you're always, for the most part, if you're not a lazy person, you're always out there trying to hustle, trying to make money, you're trying to figure out how to pay bills. That's a lot of stress. And so dealing with that, it lowers your happiness and 
And about 80% of people that are in poverty, their levels of happiness is depleted. And so you just have to remember there again to keep your vessels full. And if you are in poverty or you know someone dealing with this, make sure that you're helping these people, making sure that they're okay, like financially and mentally. They need to be mentally strong to prepare. And so I just wanted to share that fact just in case. Um, so you just know, like, because you just never know what people are going through and you never know the reason why they have an attitude or they're sad. They could be going through anything. So I think it's important that we are aware of different stats like this. So as a country, as a universe, as a world, we can learn to help out our fellow man more consistently. And so if you haven't taken the time to take the no stigma pledge, which is the no stigma against what mental illnesses are, what they look like, and just taking that stigma away, you can go to NAMI.org, read up on the pledge, take the pledge, it's free, and get your mental life together. So, hot topics of the week. Of course, we could be talking about a lot of political stuff. I don't really want to talk about a lot of Trump stuff in this episode, but I just want to touch on one good thing. Uh, The appeals court, they have um, denied his uh, revision of the travel ban. And... I just, I just hope that, you know, like after this, they won't try to do it again. I, I, I bet like the government is just so tired of Trump and all of his craziness that they just like, you know what, we got to shut it down somehow. And so this is definitely a power up. And so that's a win for America. So hopefully they won't try to pull it again, revise it again. So we can just move on and hopefully move on to impeachment. So let's talk about relationships. Relationships, for some reason, it's a topic that always has my attention. I think like if I would have just pushed through as far as like with my psychology degree, like going to get my master's and becoming a psychologist or a psychiatrist, I think I definitely would have want to put the focus on being a relationship counselor. And so, you know, when I see stuff like this in the news, it always sparks my attention, right? And so I think this was a post that I saw on Baller Alert, I believe. And the question was, should you be worried if your bae never posts posts about you on social media, but posts everything else in the world on social media? Now, old Fallon would have been like, no, 
Because if you just know the type of person that you're dealing with, that you don't want to have your relationship out in the masses, I think he possibly could get a free pass from me. But there again, it seems like social media, like it rules like the world for some people. And so if they're posting everything else in, in the world about their life, about their personal life, but they don't post about you as far as like posting pictures, let's, let's take out the the petty shit of oh I'm missing my baby with my baby like that kind of stuff let's just say posting a picture of y'all together so people know that he's taken I think maybe in 2017 I think to a certain degree people should know what it is like if you got somebody people should know and I've changed my mind on this. I kind of flip-flop backwards and forward because I'm a very private person and I'm the type of person I don't like to look foolish. And so I tend to not even like post when I'm dating someone. It could be I'm dating them from X amount of time. I'm not talking about like, oh, just going on a couple dates. Mm -mm -mm. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like for months I'm dating someone. I won't even post about that, but... I'm the type of person, like, I'll do subliminal posts on Facebook, like, can't wait to see him, oh, I love being around him, like, I'll use him, he, whatever, <laughs> you'll never know his name, if if you just, if you're nosy like that, you may, may be able to, you know, track the stuff that I like on Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that, pictures that I'm actually liking, but I think I wanted to be a little bit different. And so this is another reason why this question sparked some attention for me. And it's just like, well, I want the, the man that I'm dealing with to be proud of me. And I want to show the world that I'm proud of my man type of thing. No, I'm not going to share all our business when we have fights or everywhere that we're going. But why not just have a couple of snaps or a couple of pictures on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, just saying, hey, I'm with my man. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. But even me, like, even if I'm behind the scenes and I'm moving and you don't know my business, I'm a very loyal person. So whether I'm posting about whoever I'm dealing with or not, when dudes are in my DMs, because they do be in my DMs, Deny, deny, deny. And I don't have a problem denying people. And so, but a lot of people, like, it's just, everything is so instant nowadays. So it's so easy to cheat. So it it really doesn't matter. You could post your girl all day long. You could post your man all day long. If J. Cole or Allen Iverson, these are bad examples because they're married. I don't know. Any random good-looking famous person jumped in my DM, I might jump and take that request and that's all I'm saying like everything is so instant where it's just so easy to make a mistake that it doesn't even matter so that's why I just I still don't know what do y'all think leave me your feedback in the comments email me and maybe I can bring this topic up on a later show so if you want to email me how you feel about your man or your woman sharing uh, that y'all are together on social media, email me at outhoughtfallon, F-A-L-L-O-N, at gmail.com, or just DM me or 
leave me a message somehow, some way on my posts, and let me know your thoughts. So in the music direction, of course, bringing up my favorite rapper again, J. Cole. Now, I don't know if you've listened to uh, Logic's recent album. It's okay. Um, He's definitely on a platform, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I like Logic as a rapper, period, but this is not my favorite album from him. But it's still a good album. So if you haven't checked it out, check out Logic's album. Um, And then I saw that recently he almost cried over getting J. Cole to do a song with him. And I just thought, oh, that's just, that's so dope to me. Y'all can think, oh, he's being soft or whatever. But I don't take it like that because I get it. If I was a rapper, I probably would feel the same way if I got to do a song with J. Cole or Jay-Z. Like to just... Even though they ain't like the same age group, I don't think Logic is that much younger than J. Cole. But I, I get it. Like to be able to do a song with one of your peers would just be so awesome. And so I thought that was really, really dope to hear him just, you know, have that reaction. Dave Chappelle, a few months ago, last year, I believe, whenever he was on SNL, he asked us to give Trump a chance that possibly it wouldn't be that bad. (sighs) We're halfway through the year of giving Trump a chance. And every day, it's multiple things every single day. So Dave Chappelle came out recently and he apologized for asking us to give Trump a chance. And... That's really big of him to come out and eat his words, basically. Love Dave Chappelle. So I'm definitely for him apologizing to us. And it's just no giving Trump a chance. Even his wife is just like over him. Like we've seen at least one certified video of her denying Trump her hand. So it's just like, oh, she's not with it. Why the hell should we be with it? So yeah, so... Dave Chappelle, he's over Trump, just like everybody else. Pusha T. So apparently Pusha T is helping Kanye West get his mojo back and be more creative. And so they've been in, is it Wyoming or somewhere? Some remote place where nobody lives, right? (laughs) And he's working on music. And so Pusha T is helping him. I'm all for this. If we can get like a 2017 college dropout like that is Kanye West's classic to me um some other people say other albums but this is his classic college dropout so if he can get back to something like that and of course you know time has passed so it's not gonna have the same sound like that but I mean like just get back to the sampling get back to the good bars get back to the good features on your album and let's just see what you really can tap into this past Sunday we were able to see Aubrey Graham aka Drake just rack up at the Billboard Music Awards and so he actually attended this awards uh, after saying that he wasn't going to attend another award show right he did say that right and if I was petty enough and had time enough I would have found the soundbite for that or the interview for that. So I could have just played it just to be petty. But 
you know, he won 13 awards, including Best Male Artist and Top Artist. And so it's probably one of those things where they told him, hey, Aubrey, you're going to win like a million awards. So you really need to be here. We can't have Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne accepting all your awards on your behalf. So we really need you to be there. And so one of his speeches, uh, it was trending on Twitter that he was trying to take his shot at Vanessa Hudgens or whatever. And of course, in that same speech, we see Nicki Minaj talking about, what about me? What about me? And it looked really sincere. And so, whatever. I'm just, I'm not a big Nicki Minaj fan. Like, just sue me. Like, she can she can spit, but when's the last time she's really spit for us? So, I'm just not vibing with it. Um, I didn't watch the award show anyway. But, you know, kudos to Drake for winning 13. Um, he is a good artist. I can't, you know, take a shot at that. Like, he gives, you know, a little bit of something for everybody. And so, you know, go Drake. So, we have to circle back to a conversation that I brought up last week in connection to the rompers. And so, I want to attach some other conversations to this and I just feel it's important to talk about this because after the whole romper thing last week um I saw think pieces and just comments on social media of people really trying to connect the black community to homophobia and also I saw think pieces on what a strong black man should be and what a, a strong black man should be allowed to do as far as expressing his feminine side, right? And so there again, the rompers still topic. I still see it on Twitter. And then on Facebook, I saw a video of a young man uh, at the barbershop getting his beard flat ironed. And there again, it's your hair, whatever, do you, boo-boo. But I just really didn't understand wanting a beard to be just straight like that. Like, I brought this question up to a couple of guy friends. I was just like, isn't the point of having a beard is for it to be, like, manly and just, I'm probably saying the wrong word, y'all gonna come for me because I said manly in my rebuttal with the the beard that was flat ironed. But it's, it's true, like, we think about this grizzly-type beard and it's just I don't know for me like I love a beard nowadays and I don't want to see my man with a beard that has been flat ironed I just don't I don't want my man using my flat iron to flat iron his beard like it's just not my preference for the man I deal with and so what is really expected of the black man the the strong black man like I think for the longest we have had this idea of what a real man is. And for me, what I consider to be a real man is someone that that is honest, that is true, that takes care of home if he is married. And no, I'm not talking about 
even though I am an old school person, I'm not talking about he has to be like the full on breadwinner and his wife stays at home and he pays all the bills. No, we can break that up and you still can be the head of the household. You make decisions like a man that takes charge and takes ownership of decisions that he makes for the household for himself if he's a single man and also for me is tapped into his feelings and he's not ashamed to talk about his feelings because for me I feel like growing up I felt like the idea of what a real man was you don't talk about your feelings and I think if we don't talk about our feelings and if men don't talk about their feelings if black men don't talk about their feelings nowadays connecting it back to your mental health you're not going to be mentally well and so no I'm not talking about a man that just cries every single day I'm talking about a man that's not afraid to feel and I think if we connect connect those dots you are tapping into your feminine side or your softer side but you're still being a man and that's okay and a real man also you can wear whatever the hell you want but I just feel like some of the gender gender uh roles are being crossed a little bit And I just feel like the identity of what a man is supposed to be, period. And let's just take out the strong black man narrative and just bring in all men, period. And it's just like, there again, my preference, like you might, you might like a softer male. There's nothing wrong with being a softer male. And that doesn't make you feminine. You can just be softer. Okay. Um, But just like for me, like, I just, I just want like, my idea of what a man is I don't want a man that I can run over I don't want a man that's gonna allow me just to run him so for me you can still be a soft man and don't let me run over you and so I ran into this to this Facebook post that was basically talking about the ideas of what a strong black man is and the black community not not allowing black men to express their feminine side and so basically it says we call black men gay for doing the same things that other races of men do then complain about their hyper masculinity and lack of emotion and I just thought this post was halfway out of line because no why do why are we taking black men out of the pot of men in general? We have men just doing just different things that for me as a person that's 35, I'm not used to seeing. Like I just remember men just carrying themselves in a different way. And I get it. We evolve, things change. Like I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine. But there again, like I don't want to see my man in a dress. There's nothing wrong with that. And you can be totally strong in your manhood to wear certain things. Like even like capris, like that's cool. That's fine. Like you can do that. But why do we always like as the black community break ourselves down into little pieces over little petty things like this? The narrative on this whole romper situation should have just been collectively men. It should have been, it shouldn't have been a black man, this, that black men trying to do what other races do and they can't do it and I just think men in general have a lack of emotion now I think 
the generations like underneath me, they're more tapped into their emotions. But most men I know still have up emotional walls. And that's just my age and older, we were just brought up different. And it's not a knock on either or. I just think it's a it's a good middle ground for everything. You can be fashion forward and still be a man. And I think a lot of people in general just get in their feelings about things that they see on the internet. And of course, everyone can have an opinion. That's that's cool. That's grand. Like, cool, have your opinion. But I think like we still need to have standards for what is cool. But there again, we can't put standards on people because everybody is grown. Everyone has the right to live their life. And so they go on to tie this narrative to the extreme homophobia in the black community. Um, they say we're constantly looking for feminine feminine behavior. And I think this is totally not true. Like, I think like just in general, we just have conversations. I think everything is oversaturated because of the internet and social media. I think we have cameras on everything. And so we just have a reaction for everything and everyone gets to see our gets to see our reaction nowadays and that's just the way it is and it's no getting around that and so I just think like certain stereotypes or stigmas this is a stigma that there's extreme homophobia in the black community and I say it's a stigma because I feel like as a black community we welcome a lot of things we accept a lot of things I think we've become more accepting of people being gay and of people wanting to dress a certain way. Like, I feel like we've been more open and I feel like we've been more open because we've been forced to really like evaluate people being able to live their lives and it has nothing to do with us. It doesn't affect our personal happiness and we stop worrying about other people's business and happiness. And I think when you do that, some of this narrative will go away and I just... I just would like for it to go away. And so they talk about black men can experiment. And of course, we've had this narrative being, we had this narrative brought up before. Even it was triggered in watching the show Insecure when the young man said that he had one experience with a man. And so it was looked at differently than a girl that said she's kissed a girl when she was in college, right? And so they said it was just a double standard, which I get it. But there again, like your personal business, like stop worrying about the world. And if people just stop worrying about everyone else's business, mainly everyone's sexual business, this world would be so much better. Like you don't need to know my sexual business, what I like to what I like to do in the bedroom. Like that's none of your business unless you know me one on one and we're having a personal conversation. But as far as like just going around saying oh, blah, 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 I like this, and I've done this, I've done that. Like, that's my personal business. And I just think, like I just said, we're just overly saturated with business that is not ours. And so so we talked about strong black men. So I want to talk about my ladies. And I bring this up because my recent struggles for the past few weeks or so as far as like just being able to do certain things as a woman. Nowadays, we feel like 
women have to like man up more. And when I say man up more, like just figure shit out on their own. And we have a lot of strong black women that are single, that all they worry about is working and getting their careers on track and tend to have the attitude of, excuse me, we don't need a man. I can pay my bills. And we even have the attitude of, you know, the stigma that's been attached to, to men forever in a day that it's okay for men to go out and just have random sex. And it's cool. So you see more women, not me, <laughs> out here having random sex because they feel it's their right. And it is. And so I definitely feel like women have to man up more. Um Sometimes, like, as a a female, you just need a good man in your life, whether it's a friend, family member that has your back for certain things. And I brought up this conversation to my best friend, and I feel so bad for my best friend. Like, he's the best. He is totally the best. But I feel bad because I run to him with so much stuff that I need help with as far as, like, men's stuff. And he doesn't know all the answers, and that's fair. I know he gets tired of helping me, but he's always my first line of defense. And and, <clears throat> and I think I just felt disappointed because I just feel like I don't have more men that I can count on in my life to go to for like simple, like just car stuff. Like I'm having issue with my AC in my car and I've been having, you know, issues for like probably like five to six months now. And so I would say like in the last month, it's gotten really bad to where I just feel like I can't take it anymore. And so it's just like, I just wish I had a man on deck to just go with me to see a mechanic so they don't take advantage of me and to just do things like that, to help me with things around the house, to carry my groceries upstairs. And I just feel like in life, even taking away that kind of stuff, like women, like we have to We have to be so strong on these jobs to compete with the men, to try to move up to the top, still try to get equal pay. And if you're a single mother and the father isn't around, I'm not saying you need to play mommy and daddy. That's a whole nother conversation. But you do have to take up the slack for the dad not being around. And so... That's hard work that I know nothing about because I'm not a parent. So salute to all the single mothers out there. And it's just hard. And so I felt some kind of way a couple days ago. And so I posted something on Facebook about wishing that my daddy was still alive. Because if my dad was still alive, it would have been nothing but a phone call. Either I would have gone to him or he would have came to me. He would have looked at my car. He would have been able to tell me an idea of... Would he be able to fix it? Or if he knew someone to take my car to. And he would have had this done for me like months ago. So I was in my feelings about that. I was in my feelings about other things that I feel like I just, I'm just tired of just doing like man stuff. And I'm a very strong female and I don't like to ask for help. And so I posted like a mini rant on Facebook. And a lot of people thought, oh, what's wrong with Fallon? And it's just like sometimes I have to purge certain things out in order to move on. And so I'm sorry to the people that responded to that post that I didn't say anything on. Because it was like one of those things like I wanted to purge it out 
into the world, but I didn't want a response. I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. Like I just wanted to get it out of my head and move on. That's really what I did. Like I typed it up and I moved on. And so I don't know, like I'm one of those people. I'm very independent. I work hard. I don't ask men for money. And but it, it's it would be good to have a constant like presence of a male just for those kinds of things to where I can just have help like that. And so what's your feedback on that? Do you feel like women have to be stronger nowadays? Send me your feedback. Oh, you thought Fallon at gmail.com and we can keep the dialogue going. like talking about sports at this point because I can't talk about my Rockets but whatever I'm still gonna talk about sports a little bit so recently uh Steph Curry came out and said that he's a better shooter than his older brother Steph Curry and so you know I'm fine with this but your stats don't show that and I don't have any visual proof for that so I would love to see those two go at it in the gym so little brother Curry can say he's better. Like, show me those receipts and then maybe we can have a real conversation. And no shot to little brother Curry. He's a good player. He just needs more time and and a solid position on a team. And I hope that that will really happen with the Mavs. I think this is this will be going on to his second season of being with the Mavs if no changes happen. And so I definitely would like to see him have a better role with the Mavs. So <clears throat> we'll see about that. And so apparently Odell Beckham Jr. is getting more money from Nike than the NFL. I'm fine by that. Get your money. Get your paper. Like, <laughs> screw the NFL. Like, but no. I like Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, I hope he has a, a good season coming up. And so I'm definitely looking forward to that. He's also making news for not going to the volunteer practices, which there again, it's volunteer. You don't have to go. I'm pretty sure he's doing training on his own. So what's the big deal? But of course, social media is making a big deal of it. So I'm talking about it. I don't feel any kind of way. Do you have fun? But be ready to show out when the season comes. Um, The Spurs are done. They are officially done. They got swept by Golden State. And I told somebody that it was going to happen. And look at God, it happened. Uh, The Celtics, they got a win against uh, the Cavs. I believe they played tonight. There again, I haven't really been keeping up. Uh, with what's going on in the NBA. Um, I'll circle back <laughs> like once they start the finals. And so, yeah. Uh, LeBron had a low-scoring game the other day. What, he had about 11 points or so. And apparently he was sick. That's what, That was the rebuttal after the game. So whatever. 
uh, do you, LeBron? But I'm pretty sure the Cavs are going to take the series, so it doesn't matter. Just a bad stat night for LeBron. So we're talking about free agency. So I've been seeing like a little stuff like in the news and whatnot. And I still plan on doing a special sports episode, hopefully with my best friend. So we can just really just dissect everything. But Chris Paul, Chris Paul has been the topic of conversation. Should he stay at the Clippers? If he goes away from the Clippers, he's going to lose money. A lot of people are saying that he's going to possibly lose money and go to San Antonio. And that would be a really good look for San Antonio. Um, I would be low-key mad at it because it's going to make them even better. But I would like to see Chris Paul get a ring. Like, call me crazy. He's one of the people that I like in the NBA, but I really can't like him because I dislike the Clippers. And so it would be nice to see him at a different team and hopefully get a ring or something going for himself. NFL. They're changing the rules on overtime. It's going from 15 minutes to 10 minutes, which is a good thing, right? But I think they need to change some other rules in the NFL while they're changing the overtime length and just work through stupid calls and all that goodness. And I don't know, make make the NFL fun again. I feel like last season last couple of seasons hasn't been that fun with all these stupid calls and whatnot so they need to look at everything before the season starts again this year ice cube one of my favorite rappers uh he called out lavar ball for a four a four point challenge can't talk today i'm tired y'all bear with me and so basically it's a 30 uh a foot shot and if LeVar makes it Ice Cube will buy 10 pairs of the big baller brand shoes and so I don't know when it's going to take place but we'll see what happens um hopefully LeVar will be able to do that so Ice Cube can buy the shoes for the culture and support that brand and there again I just want to make sure it's understood like when I talked about LeVar Ball and the Big Baller brand, and I have my views on it. I am 100% supportive of them doing their own brand. I just had a problem with the price point of the shoes and the flip-flops, and that's all. Like, I'm all for them building an empire, so I wish them nothing but the best. It's that time. One gotta go. Which one is it? One gotta go. So, as I was watching Party of Five on Netflix, just binge watching something because I'm tired of Ratchet TV, I thought, oh, I should do One Gotta Go for like classic black TV, black TV shows, right? And so, I came up with a list of five, I believe, and who are we gonna get rid of? So, I have The Cosby Show, I have 227, which I just love, 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 the theme, sh- theme song to 227, Amen, I love the theme song to Amen, A Different World, I love the theme song <laughs> to A Different World too. and Good Times, 
this is so hard for me. Because for me, these are all iconic shows, right? For me, for me. I really don't know where to start on this list. I know I'm definitely not getting rid of The Cosby Show. It's a classic show. <sighs> 227. If I felt like singing, like I was singing the theme song for y'all for 227 and Amen. But I don't feel like embarrassing myself tonight. <sighs> but I can't just base it off of the theme song, right? So 227 and Amen, they're at the same point. I know I'm definitely not getting rid of a different world because I would love for a different world to come back. Now, I'm definitely not getting rid of good times. So, good theme song and all. I think I have to get rid of 227. Bye, 227. So, let me know which TV show would y'all get rid of. The Cosby Show, 227, Amen, A Different World, and Good Times. Email me and let me know. I keep it real because I'm from the South Side. I plan to rep the South till the day that I die. That's so Houston. So I didn't see too much going on in the city this week for That's So Houston. Next week, I plan to uh, feature... A young man that's an up-and-coming rapper from Houston. Um, I promoted him a couple of times on a couple of times on social media, and so I'll play a little bit of his song next week. So that's coming. But for this week, my bae, my one guy on the list of like five that if I'm in a relationship and I come across Trey songs. And he's allowing me to shoot my shot. And I'm with someone. I'm going to tell my man to hold my purse. And I'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) My boy Trey Songs is in town. He's going to be at the Warehouse Live tomorrow, Friday. And I won't be in the building. I was mad last time he came to town. So you would think I would have a ticket to go see him but with my car issues everything has to stay in the budget because I looked at the ticket prices today they're not crazy expensive but everything has to stay in the budget so I just wish I could have the opportunity to see Trey songs Um, I'm not really crazy about his last album but collectively he has a good catalog to me and so I'm sad that I'm not going to be there I'm really sad Like that man, like he can sing to me and he's just so handsome to me. But let me get out of my feelings. On the other end, uh, Erica Badu, she's going to be here at the Arena Theater. And this is on Saturday the 27th. So if you're an Erica Badu fan, like I feel like she comes to Houston so much. So I'm not really disappointed that I'm missing her again. But, but yeah. So they're definitely on my to-do list as far as people to see. It's definitely Trey Songs and Erica Badu.
what's on your playlist? What are y'all listening to? Um, I came across a few little gems. I don't know if they're old or new. I know this particular song is new. And I played another song by this young lady, Sabrina Claudio, uh, last week, a couple weeks ago. I really, really love her music. If you don't know her catalog, look her up. And so she released a new single called Unravel Me. And it's a single um, hope she has a new album coming out soon. That would be great. So I'm going to play a little bit from Unravel Me by Sabrina Claudio. There's something in the sun or the air. It's making me want to run away from here. So yeah, that's all you get of that song. And again, her name is Sabrina Claudio. The name of the song is Unravel Me. So check her out. So I came across another song the way I normally come across stuff on Apple Music. And that's through like the For You tab. And so I came across this young man. His name is Major with a period at the end. And this song is called Why I Love You. And let's listen to that. you get of that song as well again his name is major with a period at the end and it's called why i love you and so when i heard this song i'm this type of person like it just seems like one of those songs you would just play at the end of like a really good love movie and it's just like they broke up for some reason they come back together and this is the song that you hear (laughs) when they come back together so i know i'm corny so what um, I came across another song by an artist that I like, um, Pleasure P. I don't know how new or old this song is, but it's new to me. And it's called Insecure. So listen to that. None of these hoes can fit to my baby. But my baby at home and she driving me crazy. Out here hustling, trying to just make us some money. But she just out here thinking I'm fucking so insecure. We fight every night. I could accuse you of the same. But two wrongs don't make a right. And two rights don't make me wrong. So, yeah, I'm assuming that's a pretty new song by just there again. I pay attention to, to music and stuff. And. He's on his, like, Bryson Tiller, right? That's what it sounds like, which he sounds good doing it, so not mad at it. So I really like the song. So there again, that's Pleasure P, Insecure. So check out these people. If I stop saying the word nigga, how am I going to describe 
nigga shit. Dumb nigga shit. So I got a, a few things to get off my heart. And hopefully I don't go too long on either one of these topics. First up on the docket, Ben Carson, our favorite tap dancing person, right? He's right behind Sheriff Clark, right? Or in front of Clark, like they toe to toe. And he released the the statement, the idea that living in poverty is a state of mind. He goes on to say, I think poverty to a large extent is also a state of mind. You take somebody that has the right mindset, you can take everything from them and put them on the street. And I guarantee in a little while, they'll be right back up there. You know... I can halfway get the statement, of course. And that's just a go-getter. That has nothing to do with being in poverty. Because when you're in poverty, you're like already set back. And it's not just a state of mind. It's your reality. You can't be living in poverty and acting like all the bills are paid, acting like you got a car acting like you got food on the table because you're living in it. You're seeing this every single day. So it's one thing, like I said, to be a go-getter. You can definitely be in poverty and have a positive mindset that things will get better. You'll find a better job. You'll be able to put food on the table, all these things. But to say that Living in poverty, you actually said it. Living in poverty is a state of mind. You you needed to say something else. And for me, Ben Carson is just so out of touch with the black community. And it's just like, it's so sad to see this man just really just tap dancing for the masses on a regular basis. And it's so bad to just have him in the cabinet as far as being a part of the housing authority or whatever he does with housing and I just think it's really really naive of him to say something like that and for a person who came from from living in poverty you should know that it's more than just a state of mind and that's why the title of this episode is being rich is a state of mind so where's my million dollars because I can easily sit here and just think like yeah I'm a millionaire I'm a millionaire. I'm going to get to the money. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm going to have this car. I'm going to have this car. But you know what happens? Reality is waiting for me right outside my door. And no, I'm not going to get in a Benz. I'm going to get in a Nissan Sentra. And I'm cool with my Sentra. I love my Sentra. So you just, it's, it's more. It's more. Like, a state of mind of seeing the money is different than living in the money living in poverty so miss me with that Ben Carson like I just I don't like him I don't like him because he he's just not for us and he's just not in touch with us and it's an unfortunate thing because you're a part of the cabinet but you're not sticking up for people it's not just black people especially when we're talking about people living in poverty it's not just black people 
every race has somebody living in poverty. And so I think it's really insulting for him to say something like that. On the petty side, the ratchet side, I was on Twitter again last night and I came across this this uh, feed. Um, basically, a man, he flew out over 3,000 miles to meet somebody for the first time, right? And everything started out good, but things went left really fast. Apparently, they was popping it, like, you know, kicking it, going out to eat and stuff, posting pictures. So you would think that the young lady was happy with the way the man looks, right? And so apparently, something went wrong. Um, he, I mean, the, the young lady had someone staying at her house, another man. And so the man that flew over 3,000 miles couldn't stay with the young lady that he's been talking to over social media, right? That flew out all this way, right? So he had to get a hotel, right? So he's spending out money for hotels, Ubers, taking her out to eat on a regular basis while he's been visiting her, right? And so... We get to someday and I guess they were trying to order a pizza and per her Twitter feed, she said that he ordered a pizza, sent it to the wrong address and his credit card declined and he explained it to her as his mom needed more money and so that's why the card didn't go through, all this stuff. And so she proceeds to tell him, you know what? You need to just go on back home. This is whack. You broke. Blah, 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 blah. She gets on Twitter and she starts calling him fat and saying that she's not attracted to the broke type. And so there's receipts of him taking you out to dinner. You're smiling. You're happy. All this goodness. So when he runs out of money by trying to impress you, basically, You want to now call him fat. And so I go through the feed and everything. Like he's not like fat, fat. Like, and he's not an ugly man either. And so he, and let's, let's keep it all the way 100. She's not like no IG model. She's not like no model, period. She's not fat or anything, but she's just not like a 10. You know, you know, when people aren't that attractive, but they feel like they can talk about anybody, humble yourself, sit down, like have several seats. And this is what this chick is. And so she's one of those chicks where she probably was like, you know what, I'm going to shame him before he shames me. And you could just tell like he was just like a really, really nice dude because I read her feed and then I went to his feed and he had screenshots of text messages between them that she didn't provide. And so after she told him, basically, you can't stay with me, you need to go home because you couldn't pay for this $27 pizza, all this stuff, right? And she's texting him because he blocked her number because in his mind, he's getting ready to pack up his toys and go back to New York or New Jersey or wherever he's from. So he had to buy another ticket to go back home, right? And so he blocked her number And so she started texting him from like one of these free text numbers or something, something I know nothing about. 
And so she's like, well, you really can stay. Me and my girls are getting ready to go out to XYZ. You should come with us. And when he basically is like, no, I'm cool on that. I'm going back home kind of thing. She goes crazy. And so I guess probably from that last text message that she sent him when when she was in her feelings, she probably said, you know what? I'm going to get on Twitter. I'm going to embarrass him. I'm going to call him fat. I'm going to take pictures of him. I'm going to take video of him sitting on my bed looking sad. And I'm going to shame, shame, shame him. And shame on you, lady. Like this man flew out over 3,000 miles to come see you. So we know, number one, that's not a cheap ticket. He took you out. Y'all took pictures together. You were responding that you were having a good time. He even posted another post, I guess, before he came out there because they've been talking for a while. Something about, he posted something about a type and she responded under this post that he was her type. And so if you look at his pictures, you can tell that he's not small, but he's not like a thousand pounds. Like, it's crazy. Like, he's a good looking dude. And you just want to shame him for no reason because you're in your feelings because his money ran out and he couldn't floss on you. And it's just, it's pretty amazing to me how people can just be so insensitive and how now you're on Twitter, you have all these people fat shaming and all this stuff. And it's just, it's unnecessary. Present the facts, be real. Like y'all could have just had this problem behind doors. And this is another thing, like this is another reason why I don't really like people knowing who I'm dealing with because when shit is done, let it be done. And I don't want everybody and they mama in our shit. And that's just what it is. Like when you leave the door open, a million people would kick it down. And so I just, it really took me a while to read through all this stuff and figure it out. And, and, you know, from just, like I said, from reading both feeds, like it just seems like she was just trying to get back at him before he had the opportunity to get on Twitter and dog her out and he probably wouldn't even have dogged her out if she didn't do what she did and so that's really whack of of her to just do him like that and post the pictures and try to make him feel less than and all this stuff when he did nothing but spend money on you but his money was just a little bit tapped out and he was upfront about it and so that's whack and so to go ahead to end the dumb nigga shit I want to play a clip from Uh, This comedian that um, someone I know introduced me to and I had heard it before years ago and so I'm just going to play that to to end this segment or whatever and then we'll move on but it's so funny I promise like you're going to laugh your ass off and I have the YouTube link in the notes of the podcast so you can actually see what he's doing with the words and so trying to date too, man. Man, I always end up dating a female with little badass kids. I hate that. I hate a kid about five, six years old, too damn grown, know how to cuss and everything. I remember I was talking to this girl. I used to, I liked her and everything, but we broke up because of her little boy. I'm talking about as soon as I knock on the door, he fuck with me. I knock on the door. He talking about, Mom, that fat nigga at the door. That fat nigga at the door. That fat nigga is at the door. Come on in, fat nigga. I go to ask him a question. He cut me off. I'm like, where your mom? I don't have no candies for you. No cookies for you. I got pissed off. I said, you say one more thing to me. I'm going to knock your little ass out. He told me, you ain't going to do shit, fat nigga. 
Cause you were NWT. Uh, NWT. I don't know what the hell is an NWT, little punk. You a nigga with titties. Nigga. Alright, Brooklyn, I'm Ronnie Jordan. I appreciate y'all. We must empower ourselves. We must empower ourselves with knowledge. We can't be afraid of knowledge. Knowledge is free. Knowledge will always be here. We have to know where we came from so we can stand firmly in where we are going and have the boldest confidence. Dropping jewels. Dropping jewels. So to end the connection on Mental Health Awareness Month for May, I just want to present some facts to you to prove that mental health is an issue in the black community. And there again, it's so important just to get help. There's no shame in asking for help, wanting help. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So let's get the help. Number one, black America, we're just as likely to suffer from mental illnesses as white people or any other race. But I feel like it's even more nowadays because I feel like we're dealing with so much going back to police brutality and everything to where we're just so like just heavily just saturated with horrible things and we're not getting justice as a community. So it's tough to deal with. Number two, going back to poverty, high rates of poverty increase the likelihood for mental health issues. Poverty is disproportionate disproportionately affecting the black community due in part to the legacy of slavery segregation racial discrimination in america and these are just things that i talk about every single week like knowing your history and how that stuff just passes on down in your history like just the mentality of having to deal with slavery and segregation and there again dealing what we're still dealing with in 2017 and so all that topped with poverty in our community what do you think you'll get like it's just impossible to be completely well all the time those living below poverty like they're three times more likely to experience like psychological issues and that's a problem number three racism in care and we're talking about going to the doctor going to get mental care and all that stuff like just think about how they did our black men giving them syphilis and giving them a placebo of no treatment telling them they're giving them xyz but not fixing it so they could explore what it does to you mentally and physically. So a lot of black people, we don't like to go to the doctor. We don't trust doctors. So how are we going to get ourselves in to see a psychologist? We have to work on that. Number four, uh, there's some barriers in getting good health care. Even in the society today where everybody is supposed to have health care, if you don't have the, the money to do that, you don't have any health care. And so it makes it harder. And like, just think about the homeless people that you see on the streets. Like, 
it's a problem. If they have no money, where are they going to go to get mental help? And I just hate to see like some of these homeless people on the street when you can just tell that they're just not mentally there. Like it's very, very sad to me. And so we have to change that. Number five, um, black America, we use prayer to cope with stress and mental health, mental health. And it's not a bad thing. Like I said, I'm a Christian. I'm all for using God and everything. But sometimes you need a little bit more. You need a little bit more because everyone is not just mentally strong to just to pray about it and not worry about it. And that's okay. And so that's where you have to define where you fall. Like, do you need help? Or can you just pray about it and move on and be totally fine? So you have to know yourself in order to know you need treatment more than prayer and so number six like going back again to the the stigma of having a mental health issue it's so strong in the community because there again we like to pray stuff away which I'm good with that like prayer is good but we gotta take away that we need to be able to have conversations with our family members about it and not be judged or looked at as being weak or less than like just really think about these little jewels that I just dropped on you information that I just dropped on you and think about it think about how you can help your family members or your friends cope with a mental health issue that they might be having and if if you think someone is struggling like just talk to them and just Start the the dialogue by saying, how are you doing? How is everything going with you? Like genuinely care about somebody different. Like I challenge you to do that. Like I know we have our core people that we talk to every day, but go outside of that rim for one day and talk to someone and ask them how they're doing. Shout out to my cousin um, for calling me. My little cousin called me because he saw my post on Facebook and he wanted to make sure that I was okay. And he even took the extra step of getting my little sister on three-way and just basically saying, hey, why have you checked on your sister kind of thing? And so shout out to my little cousin. That meant the world to me because I'm the type of person, like I'm always checking on people. So it was nice to just have him call me and really like really care about if I was okay. So I love you cousin. You know who you are. And so with that, that's all I have people. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm really sorry that I kept like just stumbling over my words, but we're going to keep it real. I'm not going to edit anything in regards to that. Um hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you're going to my website. Go check out my website. Oh, you thought Fallon.com. That's F-A-L-L-O-N. Follow me on SoundCloud. If you haven't checked out my MCM playlist from a couple weeks ago, check that out. Um, what else? Uh, some of the, the song, some of the beats that you might hear on this podcast. It comes from the Passion Hi-Fi. The website for that is the Passion H-I-F-I.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing. Please share my post when I post about new episodes being available so we can get more people listening to the podcast. Thank you for following me on Twitter. I am almost at my goal for the six-week 
period. I have one more week after this episode to get to my goal. I have one more week to try to get on the new and noteworthy section of the podcast app on iTunes. So if you haven't subscribed via iTunes, please go subscribe. Um, Check me out. Please rate my podcast. Please leave comments everything like just be true like don't give me five stars if you don't feel it just give me something just take five seconds to do it so go subscribe and just thank you thank you thank you thank you follow me on twitter pretty and smart 81 that's pretty the letter n smart 81 email me questions thoughts whatever if you want me to promote something you you know some new music that I need to listen to, email me, oh, you thought Fallon at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, oh, you thought Fallon. Again, you spell my name, F A L L O N. And I'm sorry, like, I just keep running over, but I have so much stuff to say. And so I just really, I don't want to rush through my thoughts and whatnot. But I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend stay safe be careful out there look out for each other just because may is dedicated to being dedicated to being mental health awareness month doesn't mean you have to stop caring for people because may is over so take the initiative to love on your people care on your people take care of your friends and yourself and i'll see you next week Until next time, remember to glow up, bless up, stay prayed up, and hold it down. Hold it down. Hold it down. We gon' hold it down. We gon' hold it down.